Welcome to the Whiskers and Wings podcast, where we tell imaginative tales for kids and the kid at heart. I'm Teresa, and I'm so glad you could join us today. Every week, we'll post a story or two we hope will make your imagination soar. And this week's story takes us into outer space. It's an original written by me, Teresa, and features a brave young scientist taking the trip of a lifetime. Here is our story, The View from Above. Gabriella closed the lid on the small box and locked it. The plastic yellow box contained everything she would be taking with her. A toothbrush and hair comb, a few photos of her family, a small stuffed astronaut bear her mother had given her as a child, and her camera. These would be the only bits of home she would have near her for a very long time. Before long, she heard a horn beep, and she was soon in the car with her friend, Captain Lamar. It was very early, so early the sun wouldn't rise yet for a few hours. Most every house they passed was dark, and there were only a few cars on the road. So how are you feeling, Gabby? Feeling ready? He asked. Yeah, she told him with a big smile. I'm ready. I've been waiting for this day my whole life. They soon arrived at the Kennedy Space Center, which was busier than she had ever seen it. Trucks and carts were everywhere, with people bustling about and going every which way. As she and Captain Lamar made their way through the building, workers, scientists, and engineers gave them thumbs up or an encouraging word. Everyone was excited for what lay ahead this morning. As she changed into her blue jumpsuit, Gabriella went over her checklist in her head. There was still so much that needed to happen. Nevertheless, things got done and soon it was time to suit up for the flight she'd been waiting for since she was a little girl. She was helped into the big orange spacesuit, people constantly checking to make sure everything was right. Then, hardly able to believe it was happening, she grabbed the shiny helmet, its big black visor open on the front. She wouldn't put this on until she was on board the rocket. Finally, the moment came. As Gabriella and Captain Lamar walked down the corridor toward the rocket, people lined the way, clapping and cheering for them. Gabriella had never felt so excited in her life. She had descended into volcanoes with boiling hot magma, crawled into one of the world's deepest caves, climbed Earth's highest mountain, and seen the bottom of the ocean through a submarine window. But she knew none of that would compare to what she was about to do. The giant white rocket stood before them, its white nose cone pointing to the clear blue morning sky. This was it! She could hardly believe it. In a few minutes, she would be heading into outer space. She and Captain Lamar stepped into the rocket and climbed into their seats. It was a little tricky to do in their spacesuits, but they did it, got strapped into their seats, and soon began the pre-launch sequence. Captain Lamar was busy tapping his screen and talking with the mission control people through the microphone, while Gabriella checked and double-checked things off her list. Then it was time to put on their helmets and go! The big metal clamps that had held the rocket in place moved away, and the engines far below them at the base of the rocket began to rumble and fire. The whole rocket shook, and Gabriella's heart began to race. Here we go, she thought. The countdown from mission control began, and the rocket began to shake more and more. As the countdown reached one, Gabriella felt the rocket push off from the launch pad beneath them, and it soared into the air. The rocket continued to shake as it rose higher and higher. The pressure of going so fast made Gabriella's whole body feel three times heavier than normal, but she knew this was okay. She took deep breaths and continued to monitor the rocket's progress on her screen. 
Through a small window nearby, she could see the ground rapidly slipping away. Soon, she couldn't see any ground at all, just a blue sky that was quickly getting darker and darker. Within a few minutes, there was no blue left, just black, star-filled sky. There was a big shake as the first stage propulsion engine was detached from the rocket. Everything was going according to plan. They now began orbiting the Earth, circling the world she'd known her whole life. But sneaking a peek at it from the window, she realized it had never looked more beautiful. The blues of the oceans, the browns of the deserts, the whites of the north and south poles, the green of the forests. All of it she had seen before, but never like this. They were soon able to turn on the main lights and remove their spacesuits. As they unbuckled from their seats, Gabriella felt her whole body lift toward the ceiling. She'd been in the anti-gravity simulator, of course, during her training, but it was a whole new feeling to realize she was floating in space. She found a spot in the capsule with a bit more room and turned a slow somersault. Nice, Captain Lamar said with a laugh. Just be careful not to hit your head on anything. She floated her way to the other window on Captain Lamar's side of the capsule. Because there was so much light inside the capsule, it was difficult to see out, but she knew the stars were out there and she would be seeing them a whole lot closer very soon. It took them almost a day of going around the Earth to catch up to their ultimate destination, the International Space Station. As humanity's only home outside of Earth, it stays in constant orbit around the world. The ISS, as it's called, allows people from many countries to come aboard and live in space so they can do scientific research and learn new things about space and living in space. Gabriella couldn't wait to begin her work aboard the ISS. Finally, it was time to put their spacesuits and helmets back on. They would be docking soon with the space station, and this would be one of the trickiest parts of their entire journey. Everything needed to go just right for the docking to work and for their capsule to safely connect to the station. Captain Lamar was in charge of the docking, but Gabriella had a lot of jobs to do as well. She and Captain Lamar worked together to make sure everything was working and going well on their side of things, while the crew at the space station prepared for their arrival. It took a while, and the capsule had to move very slowly as it approached the space station's docking port, but eventually, they did it. They connected their capsule to the space station. A few minutes later, they were given the all-clear to remove their spacesuits and get ready to head inside. Gabriella and Captain Lamar gave each other a big smile as they floated in the capsule. This was a moment they'd both been working so hard to get to their whole lives, and now it was here! The crew of the space station opened the hatch, and light from the station spilled into the capsule. A smiling woman greeted them on the other side and welcomed them to the International Space Station. The station had very low gravity, and so Gabriella and Lamar had to pull their floating bodies through the hatch and into the docking area of the space station. Two more ISS crew members were there to greet them with happy smiles and warm handshakes. Even though many of them came from different countries, it didn't matter up here. Gabriella had seen the station's designs before and plenty of pictures and videos to help her know what it would look like inside, but it was completely different being there in person. As they floated from one corridor to the next, Commander Ozawa, the woman who had first greeted them, told them where everything was and how things worked. There were lots of packages and crates and equipment along the walls, and they were all strapped down to keep them from floating away in the corridor. It was fascinating to Gabriella. There would be so much to do and learn here. 
She quickly learned that despite what she was used to on Earth, there was no up or down on the space station. Without the gravity, everything in every way was right side up. So as they went along, they sometimes had to turn their bodies what seemed upside down so they could go down the next corridor. Only once she was turned, she realized it didn't feel upside down. It was the strangest sensation, and she loved it. At one point, Commander Ozawa brought them to the kitchen area of the station where one of the crew members was making some lunch. They watched as he took some dried green beans that were in a bag and attached it to a machine in the wall which added water to the beans. Then he put them in a special warmer while he added water to a packet of dried soup which he also put in the warmer. While he waited for his food to finish warming, he pulled out a packet of drinking water and showed them how he could push the water out of the packet to create a ball of floating water in the air. They laughed as he pushed up to catch it in the air and slurp it right in. Once the crew member's food was warmed up, he showed them how even if you put your spoon upside down, soup won't fall out of it when you're in space. He let them try his lunch, and while it wasn't the best food Gabriella had ever had, it wasn't bad. Commander Ozawa showed them some of the science labs, which Captain Lamar was especially excited to see. He would be doing lots of experiments and work in these labs, and Gabriella knew she'd probably find him in here a lot over the next six months. Commander Ozawa also showed them where they would each be sleeping. At the space station, no one sleeps in a bed. You're floating, after all. Instead, you snuggle into a sort of sleeping bag that's attached to the wall of your crew cabin. Gabriella wasn't sure how that would go for her, but she was sure she'd eventually get used to sleeping while floating. It sounded nice anyway. Lastly, Commander Ozawa brought them to the place Gabriella was most excited to see. The cupola, the station's observation module. Shaped in a dome, its many windows gave Gabriella the most breathtaking view of Earth. Being further away than she had even been in the capsule, Gabriella could see just how big and round and beautiful her home planet was. They were passing over a blue ocean, parts of it covered by bright white clouds. She could see a large storm slowly swirling over the waters. But coming up on the horizon, she could see something dark and green, and she immediately knew what it was. That's Brazil! She moved closer to the window to take a look at the rainforest-covered home her mother had known as a child. Oh, it's so beautiful! Her eyes gazed in wonder in all directions out the window. This was why she was here, after all to study the Earth from space and discover more about her home from 227 miles above it. These would no doubt be the most amazing six months of her life, and she was ready for every minute of it. The End We hope you enjoyed our story, The View From Above. If you liked it, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, and a new Whiskers and Wings story will appear in your favorite podcast player every Thursday. I think outer space is fascinating, and I love learning about it. If you want to discover more about space and space travel, ask an adult to help you check out NASA's website, www.nasa.gov. And you can even check out their website for kids at nasa.gov backslash kidsclub. Feel free to draw a picture of yourself in space and ask an adult to help you share it with us either through our email, whiskersandwingspodcast at gmail.com, or social media, where they can find us on Instagram, at Whiskers and Wings Podcast, on Twitter at Whisker Wing Pod, or on our website, whiskersandwingspodcast.com. Until next time, keep using your imagination.
Whiskers and Wings podcast was created, recorded, and edited by Teresa Sales. Theme music by Ruth Richmond. <laughs>